Welcome to Victorious Living. If therefore your eye be single, your eye is focused on God, is focused on His Word, focused on the Spirit of God, and focused on the things that God has made available to us. If your eye be single, what, what did he say? The whole body shall be full of light. So the eye is representative of spiritual vision that sees clearly from God's viewpoint what God wants us to see. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us receiving God's grace for your life. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now, here's Pastor Cowan as he shares receiving God's grace for your life. So therefore, he tells us, Paul tells Timothy, therefore, my son, be strong. That's something that I can be. That's something that that I can build within me. I can become strong in the grace of God, but I can't get it unless I'm uh, fellowshipping with the Lord at the throne of grace and mercy. Okay, now in Hebrews chapter 10, and I say that about fellowship, if you have no fellowship with the Lord, your faith is really weak. If you have any, if a person has any, because in fellowshipping on a regular daily basis in prayer, reading of the word and so forth, then that helps our faith to be stronger plus receiving the grace that God has for our life and just our daily living in our, in our life, just live, live in our life day, day by day. Okay, Hebrews 10, 29 says of how much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite to the spirit of grace or has done despite unto the life-giving grace or unto the spirit of grace. Now, notice he, he says, and has done despite. Now, th- this word despite is looking down upon with a mindset that one can please God with their own ways. They can do it the way they want to do it, when they want to do it, if they want to do it. Then he says, despite is looking down upon with a mindset that one can please God with their own ways. And we see when human ways becomes man's way of receiving God's grace, the very thing that brought man into the right relationship with God is, and is we looking down on it or rejecting it, it's called doing despite unto God's grace. And so we're saved by grace, we know that, So one can go about setting their own standards for their walk with God and thereby fail of the grace of God or by they simply not believe and do despite unto the grace of God. Now, I know we we have looked at it. Well, maybe you have. I mean, maybe you've looked further than what I have in it. But we don't look at, at not receiving or 
by rejecting God's help through his grace, which comes at the throne of his grace, mercy, and grace. Sometimes we don't look like when we reject it, if we reject it, if a person rejects it, they're doing despite unto the grace of God by not receiving it or not receiving the help that God's grace has for them. So this is where we come to the difficult place that exists between the spirit and the flesh. There is a battle going on and in an individual, their spirit calling for one thing and their flesh calling for another thing. I heard a preacher not long ago, just a few days ago, say that when you got born again, that you no longer had a flesh nature. Huh? I wish. I pray. That you no longer had a flesh. And I, I, I wondered when he was preaching it, why that Paul talks about this fight that's going on between the flesh and the spirit and making the statement, he kept his flesh under, lest at any time he should, uh, he should be called a castaway or what, whatever. Yeah, that, that, that human part is still there. You're still in a human body. And there is a de desires that the uh, flesh nature of man, there are desires that, that our flesh has. I mean, you know, and all of the desires are not necessarily bad. We're not talking that way. But, but you do have desires in your flesh body. You had a desire for eggs and whatever this morning. Uh, you had a desire for toast this morning. And all, most all of us had a desire for good, strong coffee. I said, most of us did. I don't know that you did, but you may not even drink coffee. We just hope you don't drink some. Oh, anyway, so. And, and so we all have human desires, but Paul said, I'm not gonna do the human desire that violates the desires of my God for my life. So there's the difference in that. And so he said, I keep my flesh under lest at any time I should become a castaway. So there is a human side. There is a natural side. There is a spiritual side. And the more we learn about God, about his mercies, about his graces, about how to walk in faith, about how to walk in holiness uh, that is outlined in the scripture, the more we learn about that, then the more help that we have because of the grace of God that God gives to us. Amen. Now, let's look at this word uprightly here just for a moment. When Paul said there, we come to this place uprightly, that we walk uprightly. Uh, there is this place that we come to. Uprightly means to walk with completeness in who God has made you to be. And so we, we, we have to understand and have knowledge. How has God made us in the new birth? What has he made available to us? How has he uh, asked that we walk uprightly before him? So he talks about God's grace working for us in the face of opposition when he says God upholds us in our integrity, our integrity toward God. He sets us, when we're walking uprightly, what God does, he sets us uh, and, and, and he sets us before his face 
as an object of his grace forever. He, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, on the breastplate of the high priest, integrity was written on that, uh, on, on that breastplate. So let's look at Matthew chapter six, verse 22, just for a moment. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. In other words, you can't, you know, walk uprightly today, not walk uprightly tomorrow. You can't do this today and that tomorrow and so forth. So he said, he said that if we do that, we, we become double-minded. James says that. But the light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your eye is focused on God, it's focused on his word, focused on the spirit of God and focused on the things that God has made available to us. If your eye be single, what, what did he say? The whole body shall be full of light. So the eye is representative of spiritual vision that sees clearly from God's viewpoint what God wants us to see. I think sometimes people might put forth some energy trying to get God to see it from their side, their situation, or their circumstance. And when God is asking us to see it from his side, he's asking us to see uh, the uh, help that's available. He's asking us to receive the power that's available. He's asking us to see what he has done for us through Christ. He said, if you're, uh, the, the light of the body is the eye, if therefore your eye be single, the whole body shall be full of light. So the eye, as I said, is, is representative of spiritual vision that sees clearly from God's viewpoint what God wants us to see. So where do we see it at, folks? We, 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 want, we rejoice, we're happy, we do those things that are good, but yet there comes a time we have to sit down and say, am I single-minded? Is my eye single? Am I focused where I should be focused? Am I thinking about what I should be thinking about? So that's in essence, that's what he is talking about. So to have an eye that is single keeps us from a double heart or a double mind. James uh, worded it like this, a double-minded man, and all these scriptures we know, but just because we know them might not necessarily say that we're doing them. Let us therefore, I'd say a double-minded, I'm sorry, James 1.8, a double-minded man divided, one who is divided in their interest. Now, here's a question we ask ourselves because it's not all of this life to live. It's not all of death to die. And I read it a moment ago. We all are going to appear, those who have believed on the Lord, we're going to appear at the judgment seat of Christ. So it's not all of life to live it the way we want to live it, you see, because there is a life that we want to live in our relationship with God that when we do stand before the judgment seat of Christ, that we will receive a reward. So he said uh, in the reading that we did, he said, we'll stand before the Lord and the, he will reveal to us all the good that we've done. And he will reveal to us all the things that are not good that we have done. And his judgment on that will determine what reward that we get 
when we are there in his presence or that when we are there in, in heaven. So we want a good full reward, amen. So he said here, back to James 1, he says, a double-minded man, who one who's divided in interest, that's what that uh, double-minded man uh, is. A double-minded man is unstable. Not for, he's not or she is not firmly fixed in their uprightness of who they are in Christ in all of his ways. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. In other words, the degree of grace working in our life is directly connected to the spiritual vision or single eye of God's will for our life. Now, here's another thing, too, that's important. There are some people, you know, that, that don't necessarily believe. I mean, they don't doubt it necessarily either, but they don't necessarily believe the importance of praising God. And, you know, I believe as David said, I'll praise him in the morning. I'll praise him in the evening. I'll praise him at the noonday. The Bible talks about giving a demonstration of your praise. You must demonstrate your praise. How do you do that, people? You demonstrate your praise with your words. Amen. You demonstrate your praise with your action. How many of you know the Bible tells us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? They are the place where God lives. Here on it's our hope that today's message, Receiving God's Grace for Your Life, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 46. Today's special offer is 46. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.